Welcome back to uh, a, a slightly weird and unconventional opening to the Deductionist podcast. It's just me again. Um, <laughs> we're, we're slightly enjoying the fact that Maddie's just popped up in the lag between the stream and the recorded capture of the event. Oh, you're already there. She's resplendent in leopard leopard print onesie. <laughs> There she is. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was uh, designed to be uh, just the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, really. I was trying to, in no uncertain terms, um, get in as many episodes as, as possible as I could before all of the wedding frivolities kicked off um, and the like. So all of my plans uh, and my planned episodes, I'm kind of just um, doing them <laughs> uh, without the uh, the partner in crime, uh, as it were. Uh, so, hey, Dave. Good evening. Nice to see you here, sir. Um, hope you're all keeping well. So the um, the last episode itself was potentially. Uh, you know, uh, quite a controversial uh, standpoint. Dave says, hey, my love. Um, so potentially quite a controversial one, depending upon where your particular standpoint of the um, the opinion of the, uh, the, the, the YouTube video thing goes within that area. Um, so I, I wanted to rein it back in we're talking about a, a, at least in my opinion, um, a particularly overlooked aspect of uh, of memory training, specifically geared towards the way that we can apply it towards situational awareness, towards people reading, uh, and these uh, uh, situations. That <laughs> I was trying to search for a different word then, uh, and uh, as opposed to these situations that we would get into that have. A, a large degree uh, of information to um, process, uh, I, I suppose, would be the best word, and that is the uh, the memory exercise that is that is known as chunking. It's largely um, from a, a cognitive psychology background. Um, I, I just it threw me for a loop then. A loop then when cookies. Uh, Cookie's uh, paws came wandering in towards the laminate floor, and he sounds like a a, a very small lady wearing heels walking through my living room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I thought it would be good for us to break down a look at, um, at chunking and the many ways that it can be used in terms of uh, training our memories, of course, but towards the applications that it would have for um, strengthening your mindset, strengthening your awareness skills, and more importantly, quieting that little voice inside of your head that tells you things are one way in an environment when they may be uh, another way to keep the volume of emotional influence to as small a degree as possible. Now, it, it, essentially, when you're looking at uh, chunking, um, 
a, a, a kind of modality uh, effect is in use, right? In order to chunk or conjoin or stick together many different things from the same collected uh, data stream at the same time, right? So when you're looking at chunking, if you were going to take the obvious uh, memory training application of looking at numbers, for example, when you look at uh, a mobile phone number in the UK, uh, at least they are 11 digits long, regardless of all of them starting with 07. Uh, th there are still nine other numbers afterwards that when we, uh, when we give them uh, one after the other can potentially be quite overwhelming, right? And the nature of chunking is to make the 11 digits three lots of three numbers and a two-digit number or, or or two lots of four digits and a three-digit num three number as opposed to 11 single items. And you look at people that are uh, inexperienced in the use of chunking, they would immediately disregard the aspects of things we don't need to remember. For example, going back to that same idea, when somebody gives you a phone number to memorize or at least keep track of within, uh, within England, they all start with 07. So those first two numbers, you don't even need to memorize. You just need to remember the remaining nine. So already an 11 digit number becomes three lots of three. Or, or, or two fours and a single digit number or however way you want to split it. Because if you look at the way that some people deliver their phone numbers to you, this is the reason that inexperienced chunking mnemonists can be thrown off in the area. If you look at something as, um, as different as a phone number, um, you know, if you look at... Um, 07913484925. It has a rhythm about it. As soon as somebody reads that back to you, that exact same detail out of um, the, the, the sequence that it was just delivered in, it feels like an entirely different animal because that little voice inside of your head is sensing discomfort and it is projecting those concerns onto the information that you've just been uh, given, even though it was the exact same. It was just delivered at a different rate, at a different pace, uh, in, with, with different musical influence in that area. Ah, that damn 16-digit card number, the devilish angel says. says. Um, but we will, we will come to those. I have a couple of mock uh, uh, credit cards prepared for that eventuality um, as a way that we can practice this in the trenches, uh, as it were. But that, that's the initial thing, right? The, the chunking in the way that we can start to get to grips with that can be delivered through rhythmical influence. 
you know, this is one of the ways. And, and granted, there there would more than likely be eons uh, of different ways, but that this is one of the ways that I have had uh, quite a, quite a quite a, a degree of success in working with uh, those who have aphantasia because they struggle to picture certain things in inside of their head. So you serve up these um, these links, these prompts to other areas that don't necessarily require a great deal of uh, things to be pictured. If you look at the way that I physicalized that process before, right, it comes with different realms and areas of engagement from the body, right? And these can serve as prompts just as directly as, as other mnemonic concerns can, right? It takes a very specific thought pattern to be able to do. And in that area, I've only known that incredibly creative people um, can do this or those that struggle to picture certain things in their head at the same time. So they're used to getting other, um, other aspects of their psychological makeup into processing information anyway. So they're used to developing these methods so that when you're dealing with uh, a, a credit card number, for example, debit card number, um, you might give it to the uh, the other person on the other side of the phone in terms of to indicate that it's come to an end. Whereas if you really wanted to mess with the person on the other side of the phone, give it to them in three digits and watch them struggle <laughs> or listen to them struggle rather. Right. These are the processes that are engaged within this chunking um, exercise. And one of the things we're building as a result of using this is a, a focus and a strength in that which we see to not question the, the details that we've seen in front of us, to take them for exactly what's been um, what's been presented to you as opposed to imparting any other kind of bias into that area to just look at this and think and instead of thinking 16 digits holy shit I'm never going to do that to look at that and think bang 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 done on we go and <laughs> you're mocking me then Live abuse. That's despicable behavior. <laughs> uh, we've, we've had quite a bit of wedding drama this evening, so uh, our, uh, our emotions are running high. There's very much a case of, I don't want to punch anyone in the face, but it might happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, that's... Uh, a, a brief window into our life. But these are the kind of interrelated properties that developing this chunking exercise can have, right? So what I would encourage you to do in terms of those who are particularly interested in developing these kinds of things for themselves is to take an objective look at the world around you. What information can you deal with without having to deal with it? Right. And that's that's a weird concept, to say the least. 
like how we spoke about the, um, the, the phone number. I don't have to deal with the first two numbers. Whenever somebody gives, is like, I'll, let me give you my phone number. Great. I'm already primed for nine digits. I'm not even thinking about 11. So already what you're about to give me is an easier task than I would initially think it was. So I've managed my stress levels. I've managed my, uh, my awareness state at that moment. I've not given into this tiny little gobby bastard that lives inside of my head that tells me I'm never going to remember anything. Oh, you're never going to remember 11 digits. Maybe not. I'm going to remember three lots of three digits. So I'm just remembering three numbers who can't remember three numbers, right? The, these, these are the types of side effects that the development of these kinds of attributes will have for your ability to read scenes, read people, read scenarios, to know that what you've seen in front of you is exactly that, to take that information for precisely what it is. And that's key in this world. Because the second that we start to impart any kind of uh, bias or any kind of influence from, oh my God, that went too quick. Oh, what, I wonder if he did that. Oh my God. And the whole thing's gone to pot at that stage. All right. So this is one of the exercises that I would actively encourage you to, to start developing, to start training. This is why I encourage anybody who gets into the world of memorization to try uh, flash memorization drills to to give yourself much too much information to remember in a ridiculous amount of time right so for those who are aware of my coin game uh, that I play that that's that's sometimes 25 30 pieces of information to memorize in four or five seconds yeah so we're immediately starting to chunk these items together which when you're taking a look at a scenario and indeed a person within a scenario, this type of attitude can help us stay in control of the information that we're seeing and not be subject to the volume, the avalanche that it can give to us. And we can stay in the proper state of mind to be able to deal with everything that we are shown as a result, you know, so if you were to look around this room, for example, you might look at it and see all of the, all of the, 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 the wedding stuff that's kind of coagulated over here. You might see the, the fallout of dog toys. You might see seven or eight items on the, on the coffee table. You might see the coat and the jumper that's strewn over the back of the chair, the electronic equipment in the corner. You might see the DVDs over there, the personal hygiene stuff that's on the mantelpiece, the DVDs that were recently watched, the TV that's on, the way the curtains are drawn, the hats that are hooked up to the other side. And to give yourself that kind of amount of time to walk through a location, but deal with every single one of, the, of these items as an informational stream is going to do you more harm than good initially if you're not mentally prepared for that. And chunking can help because to that end, we could think of them less as individual um, information streams and think of them more as coffee table, electric items, personal care, what they were doing last night, big event that's coming up, hats on the side, and out we go. Done.
done. Because we would be delivering within ourselves the the conviction that what we've seen, the comfort that that brings, and other information would come along for the ride. Right? So um, to, to put it into a, a, a different context for you, statistically speaking, you are not listening to this in your kitchen at the moment, right? Very few tablets, PCs, laptops, charging points are within the kitchen of a household. If you're sitting down to listen to a podcast, it's invariably in the house somewhere that's comfortable or you're out on the move, walking, commuting, doing something at the time, right? You're not in your kitchen for a long period of time. So if I were to ask you, um, and obviously you can't tell me because you can't talk to me, <laughs> other than the people that are here um, uh, commenting on this endeavor at the moment, if I were to ask you, um, what tinned items do you have in your house? Uh, and, and obviously, if they aren't within your particularly particular dietary restrictions, then you would say none, right? That's still an answer. That's not a difficult question. That's the answer to the question. You don't have any. Uh, but other than that, if you do have tins, think about what elements are in there, right? So you'd be thinking about the last time that you put tins away. Uh, the last time that you put shopping away or the last time you looked in there to get some food out to eat, to serve to other people, to check your stocks before you went shopping, all of these kinds of things that went on, right? But now when I ask you, what color are your shelves? You'll still be able to tell me, even though every time you've gone to this cupboard, that's never been the point of focus, <laughs> You've never actively gone, oh, that's a lovely shade of white, to use mine, or whatever it is for you. You've gone in there for food. You've gone in there for some alternative purpose. It's just that this information comes along with the, uh, for the ride because your mindset is prepped accordingly to take that in. These kinds of um, exercises that we can use will help us to keep that mindset, whether we're training or whether we're working or whether we're on a scene or on a case or anything else that's in between. If I am so focused on the movement of your feet, I won't see anything else. But if I'm just sat there looking at you, I look, I look at the movements of your feet, the arms, the words that you say, when you say them, how you shift your face, the, the fatigue syndrome that you're going through, where it is in relation to different objects and items and everything else that's in there, I can take that all in because I'm just engaged with the situation. And chunking will aid in the strengthening of your engagement within these particular areas because you are never subject to the whim of emotional influence as a result. The, 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 if we were going to be quite reductionistic about what chunking is it is about giving you too much information and not enough time so how can you condense the information accordingly to get it done within that amount of time and that's very applicable to what we do as as people readers 
situational and contextual shifts, of course, they exist, but on mass, that's that's very applicable to what we do as people leaders. So when you think about the the ways that this can be developed, if you look at a um, uh, a, a chunking exercise that you can do with with playing cards, for example, if you if you have them knocking around, you might mix some up uh, face up cards into face down and mix them up. And then you might spread through them and make a mental choice. Am I going to chunk together the face up ones or am I going to chunk together the face down ones? What I mean, whatever one you choose, you can work with. But it's, let's say for, you know, path of least resistance, we go for the face down ones in this area. So I'm thinking, okay, three, six, I'm already thinking in chunks. So I'm not thinking in one, two, three, four, five, and, and so on right the way through. So I'm spreading through. I can see four in that spread. So four and three is seven. And I'm still keeping that pace. There's nine. And I'm spreading through. We've got quite a decent chunk here at the end. So you would start to break that down in terms of additional numbers. So I've got 13, 17, 21, 25. So I know there are 25 face down cards. Now think about what um, think about what uh, playing cards are. They're a set number. So immediately with this, I've spread through at quite a considerable rate compared to how many individual items that there are. I've not slowed down my thumbs accordingly from from this particular pace. I've kept that up, and I've just chunked these numbers together as I go, so that now. I know there's 25 face down ones, but I also know there are 27 face up ones because there's 52 in a deck, right? And just think about the chunking exercises if you went through here in terms of the, the face up ones. You might do all of the face up ones as a number and just one suit. So you might, um, let's, let's pick diamonds that are here. So you might go four, nine, Five, ace, eight, two, jack, ten, and that's it. So now in there, I've still counted the uh, the, the twenty-seven face-up cards, but I've also got the the additional cards that are face-up, so I can go through and I can chunk together additional details about what's there based upon what I didn't see. So I now know that there were 27 face-up cards, 26 face-down cards, and then because of the uh, face-up ones that I mentioned, I now know that there are 13 values to the suit. So I go through the ones that I mentioned and memorized. That would leave the, uh, the three, the four, the seven, the queen, and the king. Chunking exercises. They're a fabulous way for you to develop a strength of mind in terms of what you see within that area, right? So think about the way that this can apply to, hang on, just for the sake of my own uh, neuroses, I would have to put these the, the, the right way around now. It's the same as when I see a Rubik's Cube. I, I, can't, I can't leave it unsolved. <laughs> Many's the time 
I've um I've gone around to my mum's house uh to pick up people and uh my niece has been playing with hers and then she leaves the room and uh it's unsolved. Little tension in the jaw from me. Little bead of sweat starts to roll down the side. You can leave this, Ben. You can leave it. Move on. It's just a Rubik's Cube. Why have you already picked it up? Put it down. You're better than this. You're a fully grown human. Oh, it's solved. You can leave now. It's fine. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the kind of um, issues that I uh, that I uh, that I go through. The kind of uh, it's 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 just everywhere at this stage. But the the ways that it can it can bleed over into other aspects and areas of your life when you're walking down the street and instead of um, thinking to yourself how many individual cars did I see and I want individual details right can I chunk together the colors to make a flag you know if I uh, if I see a, a red white and blue one um, I just think of France um, if if I saw you know a, a a black yellow and red one, I might think of Germany or Belgium, you know. And then I've got six cars in a row under two flags, right? And instead of having to additionally think about um, car make model plate size, move on. But uh, I'd be walking down the street at this kind of pace. Because it's it's far too much to take in individually. You need to you need to come up with methods to 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 put this together, but to make sure that the retention and the accuracy is there, so that you can retrieve the information and utilize it to its fullest advantage. But you also need to make sure that that is alongside training to develop this so you have the strength of mind to be able to chunk and deal with that much information at the same time right it it, it takes a, a a great amount of comfort in the skills that you've developed to throw 30 things on the ground and go i'm about to look at these for a few seconds and i'm going to memorize them all I would argue that in the initial stages, every last person that sets about doing that is going to go, fuck off. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to do that. That little voice inside of their head. And this is the way that it can creep into these different scenes and settings and scenarios when you're reading a person, when you're reading a scene. You might be tasked, uh, well, you take, for example, um, some of the gigs that you get as a super recognizer. Um, you are tasked with... Um, Going to Wimbledon, say, for example, thousands and thousands of people moving through corridors and not very big kind of uh, archways to get to their seats, um, to, to get to food, to get, hey, Jennifer, good to see you too, um, to get to their family, their friends, the people that, they've, that they are choosing to meet there. But within that, those areas, you also get, um, a, lots of abuse, both physical, mental, sexual kinds of abuse. You get the kinds of uh, thefts that go on in terms of mobile phones, handbags, pickpockets, 
There are a lot of people there with cameras. People take their children there as well uh, within this area. And you have to be able to single out one data stream in amongst the thousands that are there. If you haven't gone through the developmental stages of making sure your mindset is capable of dealing with that, then you're already doing everyone around you a disservice as a result. Chunking will help with that. Because immediately, right at the foundation, you're set at being overwhelmed. It is through balancing these exercises in terms of understanding that there are ways for you to do this. It might take you a bit of time, sure, to, to become capable, to become competent with them. But that doesn't mean that you can't. And another side effect of that is that's a completely transferable trait to have. Whenever somebody presents you with a problem that initially might seem overwhelming, you're much more detail-orientated. You're much more solution-focused than potentially everyone else around you. For somebody to, I realize this is a wildly diverse hypothetical, but for somebody within a, within a business setting to, to pose you a, 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 a a, a task of saying, there you go. There's my credit card. I've just shown you the number. What was it? You go, oh, uh, uh, I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing anything. Oh my God, there was too much there. I just, it was red. Right. And you, you cling to details that weren't necessarily there. We can fall foul of misinformation. Thank you, Loftus. We can fall foul of misinformation purely because our emotional voice inside of our head has hit the panic button and you've jumped at the first thing that felt right, even though it wasn't necessarily there. I'll give you an example um, from my own life uh, in terms of this, this uh, forced perspective that a lack of awareness um, would give you. I was playing... Um, uh, well, hide and seek essentially, but we we were we thought we were really cool uh, when we were kids, and we 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 called it manhunt. Uh, there was the, uh, the the one person that was on, the one person counting. Everyone else would run around the village uh, and hide, um, and and it would be your job to find them before they got back to base. You would have to hunt the man, so to speak, uh, within that area. And I'd I'd found pretty much everyone at this one stage and there was this time I'm walking down the driveway to this house because I am convinced in my head that he is just around the corner the guy I'm looking for his name was Andrew Elson convinced he's walking he's just around that corner and I'm creeping down really slowly down the other side nothing yet I'm going sort of wide berth thinking that if I get wide around the corner, I'll be able to look further down. I'm thinking I'm smart in this scenario. I'll figure it out. And then I hear him jumping and screaming and cheering because he's got back to base, right? The reality of it was he had just walked right by me. Plain as day. Right out in the open, not even tried to hide it, just walked right by me because I was so focused on being, uh, on getting around this corner. 
I wasn't able to chunk the environment because this little voice inside of my head was telling me he's round there. We know he is. And we'd got a blinkers on. The rest of the environment became invisible as a result, and I didn't see him move through it. Right Now, you put that into context in terms of this kind of everyday environment. That's a potentially high-risk situation that has just become completely fucked because I am not on point. Right? I am not on point. So chunking is one of the greatest gifts, not the greatest gift at all by any stretch, but one of the greatest gifts that mnemonics can give you to craft a, excuse me, a, a stronger mindset for when it comes to reading the world in the way that we need to, to do this job. So, in terms of what you would take away from this, you might be thinking, okay, that's all well and good, Ben. You've given me a couple of ideas for how I can do it with playing cards. How can I do it with an environment? That's again, that's just that little voice in your head preventing you from seeing the world around you. Because we have this intrinsic belief that we need more to be able to do more. En masse, everybody seems to. And I say seems to because I've not spoken to everybody on the planet, so there's no way I can know for sure. But that seems to be the uh, the nature of uh, when uh, new aspects are introduced to you. But if you think about it, you're still perceiving information around you in the same way that you would those playing cards, right? You might go to a friend's house, that has a, a bookshelf, for example. And you might take it upon yourself to think, I'm going to memorize the bookshelf. <gasps> but she's got hundreds of books. She's got hundreds. Okay? I'm not going to stand there and look like Rain Man in the corner, standing there just taking in every single book and every, every individual detail. But it might be that I want an exact number. So I'll go in terms of the books on the shelf and go in terms of 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And I might be able to observe the bookcase rather than memorize, if you understand where I'm drawing the distinction, and observe the bookcase enough to understand that there are 153 books on there. Or I'm throwing out a random number. Right? And you'll find that when you recollect this image in your head, when you're sat on the sofa talking to whoever it is that you've come to see, watching a film, doing whatever you're doing, that when you recall this image in your head, you'll be able to break up those moments of whether books are evenly stacked against one another, whether there are some taller than others in some places or they seem to go in height order, whether there are some stacked uh, horizontally on top of the vertically stacked books on the same shelf. And these are the types of details that will come along for the riders as a result. What you are building there is observational skills. You're building your awareness of the world around you because you're truly engaging with information. 
don't get me wrong, that's bog standard ground floor kinds of kind of stuff. But that's what you're doing. Now take a look at the uh, the the card example that I gave you before. So this number, and this is a made up number. Uh, I, I mean, presumably this would belong to somebody's credit card in the world, but <laughs> doesn't belong to mine. So I don't really care about ring, uh, about reading it out. Um, so the one that I've written down is five six four five nine four three two one one zero one three six seven two. Now already that sounds like sixteen digits. Right the way through. Right. And I didn't count then. I just followed the same musical pattern. But I bet if you listen to that part back, it's probably going to be 16 dirders. But if if you think about it initially, I might go five six four five nine four three two double one zero one three six seven two. That's already got a bit more of a hook that we can hang on to it already. Now, I'm thinking about every single moment that I've ever had on a long distance drive where the radio's been on and I'm singing along to a pop song that I either hate or have never actively sat there and gone, I need to memorize this because it's great. I'm listening to music. I'm being exposed to repetitive patterns that are giving me prompts in some form. And I'm coming out with these words every now and again. There was one point um, in a bar a good number of years ago where I said, because I won't say the word wrapped because I didn't rap, but I said all of the words to the real Slim Shady. And I've never sat down and actively memorized an Eminem song in my entire life. I've listened to them. I quite enjoyed the, the first two Eminem albums, but I've, I've never gone back to it. And yet this exposure keeps this information there as a result. I couldn't do it now because I don't have the music there to prompt me to keep me going because I've not actively memorized it. This information was stored within that kind of musicality aspect. Hey, Claro underscore V, 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 E. I don't know how that's pronounced. Hey, um, so already I, I might be thinking in that kind of structure here for this, um, for this amount of information. And already it becomes easier to manage. So what else can I do there? There is only one part where two numbers are repeated. Double one zero one. And that comes on the, the third verse of my debit card number song. Right. So I might think of it as uh, five six forty five nine four thirty two double one zero one three six seventy two. That's the way it rolls off the tongue better for me. I, I don't think of them as fifty six forty five ninety four thirty two eleven oh one thirty six seventy two. I don't think of them like that. Right. Because that works better for me in terms of chunking. It might be different for you. Right. And this is this is the way that mnemonics change within that area. Bruce Lee would say we can have a suit made out of the same material. But it would fit us in very different ways. You would never want to be in a situation where you're stuck going, oh, what did Ben say? What did Ben say it was? You want to have your own links and your own prompts. So it, it rolls better to me to go 5645, 9432, 1101, 3672. There we go. It's 
I was talking about that earlier. The, uh, the, there we go. Proof that the knowledge is inextricably influenced to other people. My other half is currently making wedding stuff. I've been waffling on about this kind of stuff for God knows how long now at the moment. And she came back in to speak about something that was that was spoken about earlier because it's just popped into her head in those same kinds of scenarios, right? Chunking is a gift. So think of it this way, right? I'm going to give you another one because now at this stage, with me saying that initial number, 5645-9432-1101-3672, as many times as I have, it's probably beaten to death into your heads. So I'm going to give you a fresh one. I'm going to give you a fresh one. Four, six, five, nine, four, nine, one, two, eight, three, seven, six, nine, one, eight, four. I specifically said that without tonal change. I specifically said that uh, as as dumbed down um, as possible. And it was specifically said in individual digits without me telling you when it was going to come. Uh, because <laughs> you see the way that kind of box just moves all by itself. That was incredible. Magic. I, you should have waited for me to go. Oh. As a result, right? That would have been cool. Um, but yeah, that is in a weird way replicating a real world scenario. You don't know when you're going to be given this information. You don't know how much it's going to be. You don't know what tone it's going to be set in. You don't know how it's going to be delivered, when it's going to be delivered, or why it's going to be delivered. There are these many unknowns that would ultimately affect that little voice inside of your head that would tell you how you're going to deal with it or not. Now, already there's those people thinking about rewinding and going back and listening to the number again just to prep themselves with the, with the details of these techniques ahead of time so they can put it to better use to understand it. And on the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. To better understand the chunking exercise is brilliant. That's the entire point of this chat. The reason I gave that last one is to ultimately highlight the importance of your mindset. It is the, 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 the foundation, the, the nucleus. It is the, 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 the gooey caramel center that the rest of the sweet hogs around. And anything else that's put on there will only be used if your foundations are strong which is why memory exercises, logic puzzle training, uh, mindset training, testing is all uniquely important to solidifying the accurate state of mind you would need to drink in just as much information as, as there is out there, right? And that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about for this evening. I wanted to take a look at chunking. I'll tell you what, right? The second Adam isn't here. She's sat in the corner, giving it all that. Tell you what, 
everyone's ears are bleeding. <laughs> you see what kind of emotional bu- uh, abuse I have to put up with? She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, yeah, so with that in mind, guys, I, uh, I I do hope you've enjoyed tonight's waffle. Um, uh, depending upon the time, there may or may not be a video on the Tuesday uh, of this week, which will be weird saying this now because you'll be you'll be getting it later. Um, but the Tuesday of, of this particular week is uh, well, sorry, will be the day after my wedding. So uh, it's it's not going to be uh, it's something that I'm going to get chance to do. So if I get chance to to sort one out tomorrow, I shall do so. Um, but if not, then you shall just have to go without my ear bleeding waffling for uh, for a few days. Um, but yeah, with that in mind, I, uh, I hope you're all keeping safe and well. And uh, I wish you all a, a wonderful evening, wonderful morning, wonderful afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Uh, I hope that you're spending it doing some training. Uh, I... <laughs> devilish angel i definitely have to work on my memory recall we all do we all do um for us to be perfect in that area we would be a camera and uh we aren't (laughs) she's still going she's still sat over there talking to herself at this stage Yeah, okay. well, a, br- a brief insight. Um, uh, she is the um, the human version of a goldfish, which I think that would be fair. Yeah, I think that would be fair. Um, uh, Francisco, do I think photo reading memory is possible? Uh, in my experience of it, no, no, it it, it has been. Uh, it it falls into the realms of these pop psychological practices um, that if you're ascribing any kind of benefit to it, it would have the same kind of relevance towards the skill set of development within things like crystal reading uh, and and, in the light within that area. Um, Yeah. Uh, So that was a specifically short answer because uh, I'm drawing this one to a close. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm aware that I'm still talking. So see you folks. Bye.